This audio is presented to you by Abdul Fattah Adayami. For more lectures and counseling services, visit www.abdulfattahadayami.com. Listen, learn, laugh, and think deeply as you edit your universe. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, most merciful, master of the day of judgment, we give thanks to him, we thank him, we praise him for all of his mercy and blessings, guidance, grace and protection over all of us. Allah has been most kind, has been most gracious, most merciful. He gave us the opportunity to come to this world and he has given us so many more opportunities that we can't even count. If you were to begin to count the favors of Allah, we cannot even we can't even start talk less of finishing uh, counting the favors. We give thanks to Him for all He has done. We give thanks to Him for all He has provided. We give thanks to Him for all He has prevented. We give thanks to Him for all He has denied us, and for all of the things He has done. We say Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alamin. Our topic for tonight is the stories of our lives. It's a very long story how we all got to where we are today. We were born by some parents who also had their own stories of how they met before they got married, before they gave birth to us. We were born in time, we were born in story, we were born in a period. There was gestation when we were in our mother's wombs. We stayed there for some time. Before we got there, where were we? Allah asks, Hal ata'ala li Lam yakun Was there not a time for mankind, a particular period, when it was nothing that we can mention, when it was nothing that has a name? We all started like that. We don't know when or how or at what particular point we began to exist. We spent nine months in our mother's um, womb. And these nine months, we can't even remember what happened there. Incidentally, humans began to count our days on earth from the day we were born. If a person was born on the first of Ramadan, for instance, what of the nine months? Why don't we count backwards and count from the day of conception and say this is the day this person was conceived? If we count from the day of conception, we still have not done justice. Why don't we count backwards from the day the two liquids met from the father and the mother? Why didn't we go backwards and backwards? and backwards to before our grandfathers and our grandmothers were born. Where should we start our stories from? That is why the Quran says, Lam Yakushay and Madkura. There was that time when there was nothing we can describe us as. We can't tell us, we can't tell exactly who we were or where we were. Before your mom and your dad gave birth to you, where were you? If a person is 50 years old today, 51 years ago, where has he been? 
the person is 30 years old today, 31 years ago, where was he? If a person begins to ask this question, you know that it's been a long story, a very long story. And so let's bring it fast forward. Then we were born, I believe, like I normally say, everybody was born. Nobody was downloaded from the computer. We were not printed out from a printer. We were born. And the day you were born, who was there? I know that my mother was there, live and direct. But I cannot remember any other thing that happened that day. But when they start counting our days from the day we were born, is that all about the life? Is that all about the stories of our lives? Some people who are born, they didn't stay for long. And some people who are born, they will stay for a very long time. Some people who are born, the dates were known. But even as at now, the day we shall die, nobody can yet tell. Allah Akbar. So how do we tell our stories, the stories of our lives? You can tell your life stories sometimes with all the clothes you have ever worn. You remember some clothes you wore at a time when it was very new. You were even reluctant to wear it to the masjid. You reserved it only for good occasions. And after some time, you wore the clothes once, you wore it twice. It was a nice cloth. After a while, the colors began to fade. After a while, you didn't consider the cloth good enough to wear when you are going to an important place. And some people, they now reduce the cloth to the clothes they only wear when they want to go to masjid for prayer. After a while still, that same new cloth will become like rag. It will fray away. And up to now, you can't even count how many clothes you have used that have worn out from new to fade to old, from new to fade to rag. How many clothes can anybody remember from when we were small as babies? How many clothes can anybody remember from where, when we didn't know how to buy clothes for ourselves? How many clothes who can remember that have become rag in your presence before your very eyes? Some people can tell the life stories of theirs from the caps they have ever worn. You bought it at a time. It looked very nice. It was even in fashion that time. After a while, you washed it over and over and it no longer become relevant again. You've worn the caps. They have gone to rags. Some of them, we don't even know where they are now. Whether you gave it out in Sadaka or somehow something happened to it along the line. Some people measure their lives from every pair of shoes that they have ever worn from when we were small. Some shoes, we outgrew them. Some shoes, they got worn out. Some shoes, we gave them out to others. Some shoes, we don't even know they ever existed. If anybody should bring among the shoes you have ever worn, or slippers you have ever, if they bring it, you can't even recognize it again. You want to say, did I ever wear this? Have I ever been like this? Things have happened from new to old, exactly the same way our lives will also happen from new to old. Some people tell their stories by virtue of the marriages they have had. 
or by the marriages they are still having now. Some people have married, they have divorced. They have married, they have divorced. If you ask him to tell him the story of his life, he can only remember the story vis-a-vis -vis the marriages he has had, the sufferings he has gone through, the issues he had had during those marriages. Or some people who had been widowed, that's the only way they can remember how to tell their stories. And some other people, the relationships they have been into, some other people, the drama queens and drama kings they have had to live their lives with. Some people can tell their stories by the lifestyles they had had in the past, whether it was a rough one or whether it was a smooth one. Some people can tell their stories by the jobs they have done, the works they have done, the places of work they had been to and they had left. Some people can tell their stories by virtue of the CV they have. The epochs in his life are marked by the lists of the places he has ever worked or some of the jobs he has ever done. Unfortunately, some people don't even know the difference between their careers and their destinies. Some people don't know the difference between the works they have done in their lives and the alma mater of why they are here on earth. Some people tell their stories by the people they have met. Some people tell their stories by the friends who walked into their lives at the point in time. They begin to remember the friends that ever had when they were small, when they were in primary school. For those who went to primary school, they begin to remember the friends they had had when they were in secondary school. Some of the escapades, some of the things they had done, some of the things they had achieved, some of the pranks they had played, some of the times they had been punished for offenses. Some people can tell stories of their lives by the teachers that taught them by the Islamia they had gone to, by the people that they have met in the classroom. Some people can tell the stories of their lives, like we said, by good friends that walked into their lives at a point of their need. Friends who rescued them when they were in problem. Some people can tell the stories of their lives by the enemies who made them to run inside thorns. Some people can tell stories of their lives by benefactors who brought happiness their ways or by cruel people who pruned their wings when they were about to fly. We had had a lot of stories to tell in our lives. The lucky people amongst us can remember the stories of how they help other people to grow. Some people can remember how they help a falling bird to move back to its nest. Some people can remember how they offered shoulder for somebody else to cry when the person was sad. Some people are lucky. They can remember how they removed heavy burden from somebody's neck. They can remember how they rescued someone from drowning in the rivers of life. Those who are lucky amongst us can remember all the good things that they have ever done for somebody else in this world. And what a beautiful story that is. Some stories are full of nostalgia of yesterday's good days vis-a-vis -vis the tales of woes of today. Some people can remember, ah, gonna those days when we used to, ah, those days when things were very fine, ah, those days when things were very nice. Some can remember all of those ones and they compare to today and they shake their heads that, ah, things are so bad now. Conversely, some people can remember all of the troubles and the struggles they had had in the past compared to the ease and success that they enjoy today. They'd be like, ah, gonna those days when I used to suffer. 
gonna those days when I used to be in trouble. Gonna those days when I used to owe a lot of debt. And now, alhamdulillah, I'm not like that again. Everybody has their own stories to tell. In fact, you have used things and things have used you. You have happened to things and things have happened to you. You have got marks. You've got scars. You have been hurt. You have felt pain. You have been bruised. From fresh wounds to dried scars, you have been broken. You have been God. You, you have had to bleed at a point in time. You have had boils. You have had discharges of purulent pus and blood. You had suffered pain before. You have had high fever. Your nose had run. Your stomach had run. Your head had ached. And your heart has ached. Viruses have locked you down. Hmm? Viruses have put you under siege. Yet you have survived. At a point, when you look at the stories of your life, between you and the mirror, it doesn't seem to be clear enough who actually is looking at who. Because sometimes you wonder, are you the one actually looking at the mirror? Or it's the mirror that's actually looking at you? And sometimes you look into the mirror, you can't even recognize who you see in that mirror again. Because so many things have changed. Things are not the way you were, they were before. Allah Akbar Kabira. Allah Akbar Kabira. The same you when you look at your photograph 20 years ago, compared to your photograph now. The same you, the way you looked 30 years ago, compared to the way you are now. It has been a very long story. That's why I say you have happened to something and some things have happened to you. Whichever, whichever one it is, you are here now, you are here now, you can still have an idea of who you are. Maybe sometimes you can still remember the stories of your life and somehow you have a lot of stories to tell. Everybody's life is one story or the other. From the day we were born up until this moment, there have been episodes, there have been series, there have been chapters, there have been events, there have been sentences, and in fact, there have been writing, read some things written and some things deleted. And some things are there you wish you could delete. Some things were there you wish never happened to you. So what is your type of story? If you were to give your life a title now, what is going to be the title of the story of your life? Is the story of your life that of a battlefield or that of a playground? If you were to summarize the story of your life so far, have you been fighting battles or have you been playing? Has it been easy? Has it been hard? Stories of your life, has it been that of horror or that of honor? Stories of your life, has it been awful or has it been awesome? Stories of your life, has it been a long series of tragedy or has it been comedy? Stories of your life, is it twisted and broken? Or is it healing and whole? How has your life been so far? 
if you are to put a title on your life so far, what is going to be the title of your life? What is going to be the title of your life? This is a question that nobody can answer for you. Everybody can answer for themselves. If you were to get a summary of the stories of your life now, from the day you were born up to this moment, what's going to be the title? Now, a person may not have thought about this before. Maybe nobody has ever asked you this question before. If a person goes to look for a job, those who attend job interviews, they'll say, tell us about yourself. Sometimes they'll say, tell us where you have worked. They'll say, tell us what you have been to. They'll say, tell us your achievements. You are able to remember some of them because you have been writing some things down. The day you got a certificate, the day you completed a course, the day you won a contract, the day you got a job, you write some of those things down and very nice, you produce a CV. But who is writing the stories of your life? Who is writing it? Let me tell you who has been writing it. Because life stories are not just written in days, in months and years. Life stories are not all about our dates of birth. Rather, they are written in smiles that we have had. They are written in the tears that have flowed through our faces. They are written in feelings and emotions that we have had. Stories of our lives are written in decisions and intentions. Stories of our lives are written in motives and mindset. It is not in physical events, but in choices that we have ever made in our lives. That is why writing the stories of our lives is not the same as when you write your CV. The story of your life is a whole lot of the decisions you ever made and the smiles you ever had and the tears you ever shed, the happiness you have ever enjoyed, the sadness you have ever endured. This is how our stories are written. But who are those that are writing these stories down? Kiram and Katibin. These creatures, these angels, have been called the honorable scribes. Quran chapter 82, verse 10. Kiram and Katibin. Ya'lamuna ma taf'alu. Allah Akbar. Where Allah says, Ma yalfizu min qawlin illa ladai raqibun atid. There's nothing you ever said. The two angels write them down. One angel by the right, the other angel by the left, as it were. Allah Akbar. They keep writing everything. Everything you ever said. Everything you ever thought. Allah says, I, I know even when your eyes moved, I know what it meant. And whatever your heart conceals, I can see it. And when Allah says he can see it, it means even the angels. The angels are there writing everything down. The stories of your life is much more complicated than you can ever think about. Because these angels, Kiraman Katibi, that Yalamuna Mata Padun, they write from entry to entry. From line to line, line by line, our actions are recorded in soft loops or in harsh doodles. 
Maybe some of these angels even write shorthand because no matter what you do, the drift of every soul, the movement of every eye, the thoughts of every mind, all of them are written down like streams of dreams. As they flow, so they are written. These angels, like accountants, the angels write every calculation and every estimation. Like secretaries, the angels write about whatever and about whoever and however. Whatever you do, they write it down. That's why at a point Allah was saying, Wala takfuma alayhi bi ilm inna samaha wal basura wal fuwada kullu ulaika kana anu mas'ula. Never say what you don't know. Because what you hear, what you see, and what your heart conceal, everything you are going to be questioned about it because they are already written down. Everything is written down. So when we talk about the stories of your life, hmm, it's not only about the cars you have used. It's not only about the houses you have built. It's not only about your bank statement, where they log in, the time you save money, the time you withdraw. It's not all about your phone and the calls you've made. It's not only about the secret you keep inside your phone, not wanting anybody to see, not wanting anybody to read. This phone that you see, that some people will put passwords, they'll put fingerprints, and they'll put face recognitions so that nobody can see the secret of what they have in their phones. Is it not the angels who can read the secrets inside your heart? Don't you think they know the password already? Even if the only way they can record the atrocities, the infidelity, the obscenity, the sinful acts that people have committed with their phones, even if nobody knows the password, don't the angels know? Don't they write it down? How many messages men quickly delete so that their wives will not see? How many secrets women keep so that their husbands will not know? How many coded words, coded names, coded messages that people have put in place so that other people will not know? Whatever your passwords are, don't the angels know these passwords? Even if they have to open your phone to record what is there. Allah Akbar Kabira. And these angels, they write everything. They write by the pen. This pen, all metal are described in the Quran by saying, Noon wal kolam wama yasturun. Quran chapter 68, verse 1. Allah swore by noon. That's an alphabet. Noon, or by the pen, wama yasturun. And what they write. All metal swears by this. In fact, when Almighty was talking about pen, Allah says, It is Alladhi Allama bil kolam. Allama li insana malam ya'lam. It's Allah who teaches by the pen, and He teaches mankind what He knows not. If Allah will use the pen to teach you what you don't know, it means He has written, used the pen to write what you don't even know that you did. What you can't even remember that you did. Allah Akbar. And you see the pen, even in the usual day-to-day -day thing that we have. It is the symbol of written words. It's the bearer of inks, 
the kind of ink that seem to think on their own. The pen stained the paper with the inks of charm that seem to have a life of its own. You see, ordinary paper like that, because they use this biro pen to scribble something on it, somebody else who was not there when you were writing it down will come and you will read exactly what you wrote. Somebody who never saw you when you wrote it, he will get the same document and he will read what you wrote. Don't you see that the pen is such a powerful thing? That's why Allah swore by the pen in the Quran. Allah Akbar. The inks could be dried and the pen could be lifted, but the written words will remain on the paper. The pen can bring blots of inks, but with that, verses and words that touch the heart can be written in this same thing. It can make the heart to beat faster than it's supposed to beat. It can bring grace to the heart. That's how somebody will receive a letter, he will read it and will begin to smile. That's how somebody will receive a letter and he will read it and begin to cry. There should be a content in that letter that made him to smile, a content that made him to laugh. Written words have done many things in the lives of people. It makes people to smile, makes people to cry, makes people to regret, makes people to be happy. It writes ideas of the past. It records worthwhile thoughts and gives idea of the unknown future. The pen with which Allah swore in the Quran, the pen symbolizes continuity of our lives. It is the bearer of the messages for those who are absent. It is the witness to the one that is to be trusted. Pen helps the young to reap from the wisdom of the past. And it's a sure insight into the future for the next generation. What is written is the bearer of the culture of the future, of the history, of the stories that we tell. Following the use of the pen is that idea now that has been mentioned severally in the glorious Quran, Allah Akbar Kabira, and I will mention the Kiram and Katibin, the noble writers, the noble scribes. They are the ones that will write everything down like we said, and they are the accountants that are going to record everything that we have done. Let nobody forget this point. When we are talking about stories of our lives, like I said, it is much more complicated than some of us can think about. So, how do you handle the story of your life? Number one, don't strive to become something, but make effort to become somebody. Because there's difference in being something and in being somebody. Something can be what anybody can call you. Something can be something we attach to your name. You can say you are Haji, you can say you are doctor, you can say you are this, we can say you are that, you can say you are commissioner, we can say you are minister. There are things we attach to your name. It is something. Somebody wrote it there, somebody added it there, somebody called you like that. It is something. But it is not the same thing as being someone. It is not the same thing as being somebody. It's not the same thing as being the human being that you are supposed to be. Because that's something that people call you, they will only call you like that for now. After a while, they will not call you like that again. That's something that people call you, 
it is not prerequisite of only you. They can call anybody. That same something they call you. Especially when this something is something that just happened to you. It's something that is, is added to you. Not something that comes from within you. Something which is a status that can go and that can come. A person can be a governor today. When he leaves office, what would they call him? Please tell me, what would they call him? Former or ex. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar Kabira. And whenever you hear they say somebody is former, it means that something has been given to somebody else. It means it doesn't even belong to you in the first place. It means they just borrowed you. They just gave you to use for this time. Something. Don't be something, but become somebody. Become someone that perpetually people will remember you. And what you do, not what they call you. Number two, also understand that you are not a circumstance. You are a human being. You are not an event. It is not everything that happens that is part of your story. It is your response that is actually being recorded. Don't be carried away by things that are happening. It may be none of your business. We are not going to be judged by what is happening around us. We are only going to be judged by how we respond to things that are happening around us. You cannot be blamed because a bird flies above your head. But you will be blamed if you allow the bird to lay egg inside your head. Do you want me to say it again? To be able to tell good stories of your life, you have to have both knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing that you should not put tomato in fruit salad. Allah Akbar. You see, you get to understand how to handle stories of your life when you know that if you don't happen to things, things will begin to happen to you. If you don't happen to things, things will happen to you. If you don't make things happen, things will start happening to you. If you don't have a life, people will give you a life. If you don't have somewhere to go, people will create somewhere to go for you. If you don't have something to do, people will keep you occupied. If you don't know your own story, people will collect the bio from you and start writing whatever they like for you. If you don't have a life, people will remove your life and give you their own. If you don't know where you are going, people will give you the address of where they are going. If you don't have your own destination, you'll be escorting people up and down. If you don't have a story, or if you don't know that you should take charge of your story, some people will just walk into your story and turn it around for you in the way you never planned for. Ah. Let me give you one example. Let's say you are driving. Another driver, other drivers are on the way, of course. And somebody just decided to bash your car from the back. 
and you come down from your car, and the person comes down from his car, and both of you begin to argue. I want to ask you, whose story is that supposed to be? Is it your story or his own story? That incident that happened, is it supposed to be part of your own story? Or is it the wrong part of his own story that you want to put into your own story? You have to be very smart about this so that people will not hijack the stories of your life and begin to keep you busy. They keep you distracted. I want to ask you, if you are married now, whose story is that? The person you are married to, is that person part of your story or you are part of that person's story? Your marriage is whose story? Your story or that of your spouse? Who controls what story? Who decides what part of the story? Quarreling and fighting and keeping malice in marriages, whose story is that supposed to be? When you keep malice, whose story is that supposed to be? I think it has gotten to an extent where everybody needs to find ways of taking charge of the stories of their lives. If anybody is bringing trouble to you, you know what the Quran says? Rahman. The servants of Allah, the most merciful, they move on earth with humility and simplicity. And when an ignorant person should come their way, they say peace. In other words, quarreling is your story, not my own story. You want to quarrel, it is not part of my own story that I should quarrel today. And so you refuse to quarrel. I have a direction I'm going. I'm a paradise aspirant. I want to go to paradise after this life. I don't know your own story, where you want to go to. Why will you now drag me into your own trip into hellfire? Shouldn't you take charge of your story? Instead of allowing people, and you know people now, they will bring distraction, they will bring disturbance, they will bring all sorts of things. You may be sitting in your office. Maybe you have not had so many sins written for you from morning till around that time, in the afternoon, during break time. Then some people will now come in with their own stories. They come in, they backbite together with you, they talk ill of somebody else, behind their back, they lie against somebody else, and you, they, they find a way of drafting you into that. Is that supposed to be part of your story for that day? All of the sins they want to commit, they bring it to you and you also buy into it. Beware. Take charge of your story. The story of your life should not be hijacked by people who don't even have a direction in their lives. Don't copy other people's stories, but learn from them learn from them because you can't imagine what inspirations you can derive from just one sentence in somebody else's story or from one chapter in somebody else's life stories rather than allow people to drag you into their own stories maintain your story but pay attention to the stories of other people's lives maybe some statements maybe some sentences maybe some chapters in other people's life can be a lesson for you to learn. This is another way to handle your life stories. Look at other people. 
see where they failed, see where they progressed, see where they were wrong, see where they did it right, and see what you can copy from there, see what you can learn from there, and find ways of adapting it to your own. And remember very well that one day, people will also read you too like a story. People will read you too like a tale. There's one poet that says, Everybody will become a story after him. Ensure that you become a good story for those who will come after you. You will be like a book of honor or you may be like a book of horror. A person has to choose one out of these stories. Now let's look at another thing now. Having known how you should handle your story, how you should take charge of your story, how you should not allow people to distract your stories, how people are not supposed to be actors in your story, how they should not be allowed to come into your story, how people are not supposed to be found in any chapters of your story, how you should not allow them to come in, how some people will come into your story and turn it upside down, make it a bad story. How some people can come into your life and make your story be a story you'll be so ashamed to even tell anybody where you have been to. Allah Akbar Kabira. Now, in what ways are you a part of other people's stories? You need to ask yourself this question too. Is it in a good way or in a bad way that you are a part of other people's stories? Then ask yourself, what roles are you playing in other people's stories? What sort of role model are you to the young ones who are looking at your story? In other words, we talk about stories, we talk about lives. Have you seen somebody whose story of their lives are going wrong and you have made efforts to change it for them? When you see a young person that is going the wrong direction, you know very well where that story will end. Have you tried to see how you can redirect them so that their stories can have good meanings? In what ways can people look at your life Look at your life, look at your life, and be inspired to do what is good. In what ways can people listen to you and they begin to see what they can learn from the experiences of your life? So ask yourself every time, what ways, in what ways are you a part of other people's stories? Maybe there's a particular person, is owing debt, is feeling very sad, is worried. He is troubled, he is disturbed. And then you get to hear of his story. And you turn his crying, his tears, you turn it to happiness for him. You have changed his story. And the more you continue to change somebody's own story for good, the more beautiful your own story will become. If you can turn somebody's tears to happiness, if you can remove somebody's burden, if you can make somebody to smile, if you can feed the hungry, if you can help others to move back to their tracks in life, people have been derailed if you can bring them back to the path. Maybe if you can do this, to turn around the stories of other people, that way the story of your life too is also going to be a lot much better. That's another trick, that's another way of being a good part of other people's life stories. Then let me ask, can you edit your own stories? 
These stories have happened in the past. You cannot undo the past. But in what ways, as Allah has given you the opportunity, in what ways have you been given the opportunity to edit your stories? Number one, yes. If you have been bad, if you have been a bad person, you can still affect what the end of your story will be. Through repentance, you can still erase the past and turn a new leaf, turn a new page in your life. You can apologize to the people you have wronged, and you can make amends because Almighty Allah has already given you that opportunity that every good deed you do will erase the evil that you have done in the past. While you are still alive and you're able to edit your life stories, do tawbah, ask Allah's forgiveness, and Allah is going to forgive your sins. And that means the stories of the past are going to be removed. And as we run off now, what have we not seen before? People starting right and ending wrong, we have seen that before. We have seen people starting the wrong way and ending the right way, we have seen that before. We have seen a poor person getting rich, we have seen a rich person getting poor. We have seen a wicked person being punished. We have seen a, a, a patient person being rewarded. Have we not heard of wicked people that Allah has dealt with them? Haven't we heard of Firaun? Haven't we read the story of Karun? Haven't you read the story of Abu Lahab? Haven't you heard the stories of righteous people that have passed? Didn't you see how they began and how they ended? Why do you think your own story too will not have an end? We all know that they have all become stories. And we all know for sure that anybody who should do an atom with of goodness will see it and of evil will also see it. And coming in the day of judgment, Allah says, in another verse, Almighty says, Hada kitabuk. This is your book. Ikrohu kitabik. Read your book. Kafa binaftikal yawma alika hasiba. It's enough as a witness against you today. It's enough as a record, as a record against you today. Everybody will receive this same book in which the stories of our lives are being written. In the day of judgment, Allah will present it to us. For amma man utia kitaba biyamini. Anybody who should receive his own book with the right hand, you will say, everybody, congratulate me. Come and read my book for me. I know, I know very well that I'm going to receive my book today. And that person will be in the happiest of all existence in the day of judgment. But, but, and whoever has refused to his own book with the left hand, you say, oh, what a shame on me. I wish I had never been given this book today. What book? The same book of the stories of our lives that Kiraman Katibin, that the angels are writing now. Everybody must decide and de determine in what way do you want to receive your book in the day of judgment? Because we cannot escape the fact that we are going to have to receive the book of the stories of our lives. So finally, 
your life is a secret journey. We started from somewhere, we are going to end somewhere. It's all about change. It's all about growth. The way we started when we were born is not how we are now, so many years after. It's about discovery. It's about movement. It's about, it's about transformation. Sometimes you may have to transform and become something that is different from what you used to be. Sometimes you have to transform the stories of your life and become somebody that's entirely different. You know what? A butterfly is not a better caterpillar. A butterfly is something entirely different from the caterpillar that it has been through. Everybody must transform their lives in one form or the other so that the stories of your life can have a meaning. We have to learn to see clearly. We have to learn to see deeply. We have to listen to our intuitions. We have to take courageous challenges at every step along the way, along the path of our lives, because we are on the path of our lives. We cannot reverse what is happening. Today is the tomorrow we were talking about yesterday. And once today passes, we cannot reclaim it again. So we are being dragged constantly along the story. We cannot go back to yesterday again. So every moment of your life is a story of your life. Make sure you try because we don't know where the full stop is going to be. There are comma, there are colons, there are semicolons, there are hyphens, there are sentences, there are chapters, there are full stops, there are epochs, but where and how the final full stop will come, nobody can tell. That is why at every point of your life, always ensure that you see it as the last chapter, see it as the last sentence, see it as the last word. And may Allah make it easy for us so that the last word that will be on our tongue when the full stop is going to be put is La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Because anybody who should make this to be the last statement with the full stop, the person will enter paradise. May Allah make it easy for all of us. So let it be in history, let it be recorded that I said this thing to you and I also heard it. This is my own story, and hearing it is your own story too. May Allah forgive us and ease our task. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. أنت مولنا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين سبحان ربك الرب العزة عما يسفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين